This episode is brought to you by the official coffee of the Chromecast podcast, Fresh Roasted Coffee, who we've partnered with to make a special edition Chrome Unboxed anniversary blend. Here at Chrome Unboxed, we're not just nerdy about Chromebooks, we're also coffee snobs. And look, we wasted a lot of time hand roasting coffee before we found Fresh Roasted Coffee, and we haven't looked back since. This coffee is roasted fresh to order, immediately packaged, nitrogen flushed and shipped directly to your door. And although we can't officially say that this Chrome Unbox Edition tastes any better than the normal anniversary blend, that is the word around town. But don't just take our word for it. Pick up a bag for yourself and let us know what you think. You can grab a bag over at chromeunbox.com forward slash coffee. Welcome to the Chromecast the official podcast from Chrome Unbox, where we unpack everything from hardware to software in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS so that you can be more informed on all the latest updates, changes, and devices. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Chromecast. My name is Joe Humphrey, and I am joined today by Gabriel Bringers. Good morning. And Robbie Payne. Hey, what's up, guys? So uh, we've got a see got what another... happens, Robbie. You get bumped. Yeah, yeah you that's get right. Bumped yeah, in the did, queue. Right. Y'all didn't hear the pre <laughs> yeah. pre roll discussion. We like, like each other. We most do. Days. That's the funny thing. We <laughs> actually do. <laughs> oh, but right. I, I noticed. If we don't like you, you probably shouldn't stop by the office. <laughs> you know what that... <laughs> Joe bumping right. me to second felt a little bit like a couple nights ago. My kids have really gotten into Fortnite oh, in the quarantine, yeah. and. My son, when I got home, he is now like level 106. He's uh, <laughs> he's really into it. Beast mode. He'll be like, "Hey, Dad, um, I got this. You see this emote? Yeah, this. You know what level this? You get this emote? I'm like, no, nobody. I don't. It's in level 98. It's an epic emote. You don't, in level you don't 99, have it. I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about. But okay. Um, and so, <laughs> anyway, he's super into it. My daughter's super into it. And they were both like, are you going to play match with us? You can play match with us? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. And they're talking to one of their friends that's playing for it. And I, my dad's going to play. He's really good. You know, he, he'll play. And so I had to go do, I had to like update because I hadn't played all day. And there was an update. So I was like, I got to update. And I was talking to my wife. And I turn around and I hear them talking. And I can just tell when the, the timbre of their conversation means they're in game. <laughs> I kind of look to the side. And I walk upstairs and look. Yeah, they already went and jumped in a match and just left me out and didn't even say anything. They weren't even like, yeah. you know what, you're taking too long. We're going to go ahead and play. One of their other friends showed up. They just jumped in the match. We're just like, deuces, see ya. I'm like, yeah, like it uh, didn't hurt my feelings. We've, no, yeah, I, I wasn't. <clears throat> we played was PUBG before, <laughs> like when we're all at home, and I've overheard his kids playing in the background with a, a friend of ours' kids. They're way more brutal than we are. You definitely oh, yeah. know they're in the game. That's yeah. for sure. And it's all just kids, you know, so they just say exactly <laughs> what. And it's hilarious. They don't share the loot or anything. So if you you, you down somebody, like it's with yours. my kids, you know, Fortnite's very um, anti, like there's no blood whenever you eliminate someone, like the little ship yeah, comes over. Yeah, animated. They turn yeah. digital and it sucks them up. So it's like, it's different than playing PUBG. That's why I'm kind of okay with it. And uh, so we use the term eliminated in, in the house. Um, Erased. Just, yeah, I don't, want our, would say. I don't want our kids running around and be like, I killed somebody. <laughs> Destroyed. Yeah, so we use eliminated. But they'll, they'll, they will get an elimination, or I will get an elimination most times when I'm playing with them. They've gotten a lot better. But I'll get one, and I'm going running up to go get my loot that came off this guy. And they're just like, like vultures just swooping in. I'm like, what? I got that elimination, not you. Oh, 
well, I, but it was an it was an epic gun or whatever, and I'm like, yeah, let me have it first. You don't. This is the rules. <laughs> no like, savages. There are, and so there, you get all these kids playing together, right. man. They're just taking each other's stuff. There's man. one rule. There are no rules. That's, <laughs> That's true. Right. Hey, it's been a good time. We've talked about this for months, and we'll just let's just throw it out here on the podcast, and then we'll go from there. We've talked about starting a private room on PUBG. Anybody that's listening to this podcast that would like to play PUBG with us and show us how to play, hit us up in the comments. We've PUBG Mobile. Mobile, yes. Yeah. PUBG Mobile. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we don't we've, know how to play real PUBG. Starting to get into no. Call of Duty quite a bit. Yeah, Call of Duty Mobile. Yeah, we do that too. Um, I'm, I'm starting too. to enjoy it. For, first few times I played some of these new matches, I was like, but it's just because I'm so unfamiliar with it. But we played a couple rounds the other day, mm-hmm. and it was And their, uh, it was their Battle Royale's gotten really good. I hate losing is my problem. That's why I don't like starting <laughs> new games, because I'm like, eh, I that. just want to keep playing the game I'm good at. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, Call of Duty offers a, a different variety of things. But yeah, on either platform, reach out to us. What would be the easiest way for people to do Hashtag that? Hashtag the Chromecast. Yeah, yeah. So do that yep. and say, hey, we want to play. We'll get you. We'll friend you and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and hashtag the Chromecast and then whichever game it is. Or they're both Tencent, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, but one's Activision. Call of Duty's Activision yeah, do, and PUBG but do is. At, do at PUBG Mobile because that's their Twitter handle because who knows? Maybe they'll sponsor our game or something. That'd go. be cool. If yeah. we got enough people like wanted to play, our, our dream one day is to like get a whole slew of people together yeah, and then just room create a room and, and it'd yeah. be all, you know, the, us from Chrome Unboxed and then you know, friends of Chrome Unbox. How basically. many? How many people do you need? Uh, you can do. I think you can do have many you want if, in your own personal room. So if we had thirty people, we could just have thirty people jump in the room. Right, but it's still going to max at a hundred, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it'll max out at a hundred. So, so there's going to be a hundred. There's there's other people in there, or there. So if other... we create our own room, and you don't only... have to like us. If you hate us, you can get in there and play too. Yeah, that might actually us. be more beneficial. Um, we've not actually done it, so no. I think that that's how it works. I don't know how you. Uh, I think what you do is you end up making the room and then there's like a code or something. Yeah, to get into that's it. what I was getting so it's at. it's a private yeah. room. I don't know. Do um, I, will we have to befriend all of these people? I don't think so. Um, but I think if we as do, long as they have, we do the, as long as you have the room, we'll set it up. We'll try it. Yeah, we'll if try we get one, some interest, we'll do it. Yeah. Test it. Yeah. But Even if we if do have to friend you and then we unfriend you, please don't take it personally. It's just, it's just, it just gamer. Yeah. It's just yeah, the way of the road, Rick. Well, yeah, and it gets chaotic if you jump in and there's, you have, because I don't, I don't add any friends other than people like I see face to face. Yeah, because I made the just, mistake of trying to add some people just to get some RP because it was like a, yeah. one of those bonus things. And no offense against those people, but I don't know them. And if I'm hopping in for a quick batch by myself, they're like inviting me to play. Come on, with you want to play? Let's go. I don't, don't want to. And I hate I to not invite you right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but I don't think we have to do any of the friending stuff. Cool. I think you, you create a room and it has a code or something and, and you share that with people and they can go find that room and jump in with the passcode. And then Chrome once it's full, PUBG, right? we say it's, you know, on a Friday at one o'clock and you, whoever gets in here gets in and it could be 50 or 60 and we, we jump in and play some matches. Let's do it. That'd be awesome. Let's do it. Uh, maybe you can play Speaking on... of do it. <laughs> you like that segue <laughs> right there? Well, I yeah. was, I was going to say you could play PUBG on your... Lenovo duet whenever you get it uh so yeah let's hop into let's hop into some Chrome OS news so um that's why Joe is the MC and not me that's that's right so we (laughs) we uh uh we we have some more information uh just I'm gonna go ahead and say right up front uh we don't have a firm release date but the Lenovo duet has showed up at a couple retailers and I'm excited 
I just I, I think we all are. I keep I, there I, is something I keep about just, this device. I keep just refreshing the pages. Yeah, like, and with what with what we learned the other day, because um, I did reach out and contact one of the retailers that was listed on, and they didn't give me a, a hard date, but. She she had no idea who I was, so obviously were you she being didn't. were you being uh, anonymous? No, not at all. I called on the phone, and I, I yeah, mean, I but just, I mean, <laughs> these retailers are going to be like, oh, this is Chrome Unbox. Yeah, I mean, we are whatever. I mean, but she didn't give me a firm date, but she told me how their inventory system works and that it had been in their computer system for about three weeks, and generally the, the skew had been yes. Oh, interesting. So it had been in their internal system for about three weeks. She said they generally have them in their system for a month and then POs open. Now, that's not POs like you can buy it. That's POs they start getting them from the manufacturer. So after about a month, they'll start getting the purchase orders from the manufacturer. But you can technically pre-order one on their site right now yep. uh, and a couple of other sites, actually. Uh, but that all lines up with the May release date that yeah. we've been expecting. I mean, that's, that's so this isn't say. like, oh, you're going to get your hands on one super early. They're going to be available in a couple of weeks. Probably. Yeah. Maybe. So, I mean, it, the the best part about all this for me is that this was the one device I was super concerned about. Um, delays. Yeah. It hitting coronavirus-related delays um, because it was farther out. Right. Like, once we started seeing some stuff in, in February and March around the Asus and the Samsung, I was less concerned. When I, we started seeing, like, Apple roll out a new iPad. Like, right. It's like, it feels like things that were that far along. We're probably okay. Yeah, and like the Flex 5 isn't technically supposed to be available to what, like June? And yeah, it was June. up for, sort of up for pre-order on Amazon for a little bit. But then we saw, um, humble brag here, we had uh, one of Robbie's video clips was on Fox Business last week. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but they were interviewing the VP of Pan American Sales mm-hmm. or something like that from Acer. Uh, and they used one of our video clips. But he had said... And, and this makes sense, they had a ton of inventory stockpiled already because during the Chinese New Year, which is where most of these manufacturers are, they closed down business for a week or two weeks and these manufacturers shut down and all of that happened pre-pandemic. So they had already stockpiled a lot of stuff. Stuff was already manufactured. So it, it feels like most of these big device releases beat that curve and they're yeah. already there. So And it feels like now it, we're pretty sure that the, <clears throat> the duet... Uh, beat that curve as well now what happens after this um that's anyone's idea like um we have reason to suspect that there was an announcement of an hp device or two Mm -hmm. that was supposed to be mid-march and that's just gone cold um so i don't know uh yeah we just don't know i can't really say much about that but we don't know exactly what's going on there. Um, it, it wouldn't seem that like if they were ready to announce it at that point, like, I don't know if it was an announcement then and available later in the summer mm-hmm. kind of yeah, thing, like three, three months that could have gotten pushed to fall now. And so they don't want to announce it that far ahead. Mm-hmm. So they've just, I wish they would reach they out did, and tell us. Yeah. HP <laughs> did make a huge announcement yesterday of like five or six new in, true. NV devices and stuff. So actually, you know what? Now why, talk amongst yourselves. I'm gonna go <laughs> Check real quick real to make quick. sure yeah. that we're not. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't know how it's going to affect it. The Verge actually put a, uh, an article out yesterday, like what happens to the tech industry yeah. when this stuff happens. I haven't read it yet. So I'm, I'm curious to what some of their insider knowledge you on know, supply chain and yeah. stuff yeah, I looks think, like. I, I think it all just it, it just boils down to supply chain and, and being able to get orders, being able to get things from overseas um, if they are uh, 
you know, assembling devices there and just trying to get them to the States for, for shipment or if they're doing some of the final production here, I, who knows. But things moving around the globe just aren't really happening right now. Well, and the other thing, I've uh, watched uh, this really interesting video. I think it was a Wired. It was a Wired video on YouTube. It was, I don't know, like a 15 or 20 minute video and it was about all about Shenzhen. Mm-hmm. Um, great, great video. Um, and if you watch the entire thing, like you realize how different the culture is, especially in Shenzhen, um, which at one point was like the absolute like hub for new device and, and manufacturing and stuff like that. It, the, the mentality of Shenzhen apparently has moved to other big uh, hubs in China as well now. But Shenzhen was a place that like the small town, smallest town that kind of built around this idea. And it it's massive now. Um, and, and, the guy was kind of like on site there and just showing like, here's how this stuff works. And there are these, these companies that are basically just incubators for people to make new stuff because it's so easy to go there and conceptualize products because you can just go down to these shops and pick up pieces and like you need a screen or you need, you know, volume rocker buttons. Yeah. Or this small little screw that you can't fit anywhere else. Yeah. It's like the white label capital of the world. If you get on Amazon and you're ordering a, let's say a projector and you see, you know, you Google like, or you search for projectors, you'll see like 20 different ones, but they all look exactly the same, but they have different names on them that most of that stuff, or you've, you've ordered something from what Zulily or something like that. And it took two weeks to get here and it came in a white Mylar bag with right. a sticker on it. <laughs> most of that stuff comes from Shenzhen. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's interesting though, the culture that exists there around stuff like this is, you know, this, this idea that, um, great ideas get borrowed. Um, yeah. Very, very contrary to the way that we deal with this kind of stuff in the United States. So in the United States, it's, I came up with this idea. I want to make money off this I'm idea. You stole it. my idea. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to litigate to, to hold on to my idea. Whereas they're just like, if you did, took my idea and did it better than good on you, I'll just come up with another idea. Right. Like it's so Ma- different. It's mass production mentality of there's yeah, money I mean, for everyone. Right. Yeah. Well, let's just keep making new stuff because that's more important than, you know, me saying that I have some intellectual property tied up in that piece of hardware. And so mm-hmm. it's this kind of like freewheeling place where stuff gets built and made and, and, and created and tested and, and tried and all that kind of stuff. That part right there clearly isn't happening right now and that's i would bet they probably mentioned this in that verge article i don't know but that's the part that probably is more concerning to me right now is that stuff that was already in the supply chain probably now that especially a lot of chinese factories have started ramping back up and they're shipping product and stuff but the people that would say hey i'm gonna fly into shenzhen and spend six months prototyping and developing this new thing that we want to do because again it's not it's not that um there's something there specifically like there's a culture there that just you know helps me be like creative no there's literally stuff there that they can go and get and piece together things fast and and be able to take something from prototype to a a a piece of hardware in a small fraction of the time it would take you to do the same exact job in the united states and so they will fly, people will fly there to go and prototype things and figure it out, make it, get it ready, and then, you know, come back. Um, that clearly isn't happening. So yeah. those processes have stopped. And, um, you know, they'll, they'll start again. And it, but it, if we have a three to six month gap to where yeah. that didn't occur, yeah. the ramifications of that it's a, it's will a happen. Ripple effect. Yeah, that yeah. happens a year, a year and a half from now, where we have a gap where we don't have a bunch of new cool stuff because, well, remember 
back in the coronavirus days, yeah, we we weren't prototyping anything. We weren't trying new stuff. We weren't pushing into any new boundaries. So I think those are the greater things that will happen and affect uh, technology as a whole. I don't know that it will have a massive effect on Chromebooks because, for better or worse, Chromebooks aren't really on the bleeding edge of what we can do innovation, with technology. Yeah. You know, we see innovation in the Chromebook space, but it's innovation that has come to either a MacBook or a Windows PC prior. Before, yeah. And so um, it, it's just going to be it's going to be interesting to watch. It'll it'll probably play out over the next couple of years as we try to frantically catch back up uh, to where we to where we were before all this went down. Yeah, I mean it's been. Uh it's been encouraging, obviously, like in the midst of all of this. And we talked about this on last week's podcast as we uh, received the Galaxy Chromebook and the Asus uh, Flip C436. It was great to get those devices in. And it was kind of like a little glimmer of hope and, you know, some yeah. cool new tech in the middle of all this. But at the same time, you know, there's the, I, I don't know that they're going to put out sales numbers, uh, but I bet you they haven't been great. <laughs> I don't know. Chromebooks are selling like crazy yeah people um, are people are people are still buying things for the house and everything i just wonder about a brand new device that's that expensive yeah yeah these expensive chromebooks probably those, aren't doing those great, two in particular you know, you know um, uh, but then, but then again i, I mean uh, supply may be limited or whatever but i was looking at asus's storefront yesterday which they don't oddly enough they don't carry a lot of their own product but Every one of their Chromebooks, except for the i3-3436, is sold out. Mm -hmm. So the i5 one sold out. Hmm. The C434, all of their other Chromebooks are sold out. So somebody's buying something. That's interesting. And it, um, it, it, yeah, I mean, the, the I forget his, uh, Greg Pan, Pan, Pandergeist or Prandergeist? I don't know. They got the guy from Asus that was, or Acer that was on the, oh. uh, uh, Fox Business Show, the Coast to Coast. Oh yeah, um, you know he talked about like like Gabe was saying they have a lot of stock and they are they were almost kind of ready for this in a in a weird way, right? Um, and you know, so like those devices that were there, they're hopefully selling those, you know. And obviously, as people were trying to get settled into remote work and different things and being at home, like they might have been buying devices. I just wonder about the next six months, you know, yeah. and like what what what's going to happen. Obviously, we see the sales cycles with with Chromebooks that are different. I think than than a Mac, especially. Yeah. But you know, you look at you look at the the Pixel Book that was released, didn't do great <laughs> out of the gate. You know, a lot of people kind of uh, weren't weren't super thrilled with that device, and it didn't get great reviews. But then, as as it as Chrome OS matured, as the device maybe there were some sales here and there. People were like, the Pixelbook's amazing. I love the Pixelbook. And it was yeah. like a year later and it was still selling like crazy. Yep. And so I'm just I'm I'm curious what's gonna happen with something like the Galaxy Chromebook and the in the four thirty six. But you know, the duet is coming in at two hundred and eighty dollars. Yeah. With the and, keyboard. Yeah, with a keyboard, it is a nice little small device that you're you'll be able to carry around the house and do things around the house with you'll be able to work on it you can extend it it's going to have the horsepower to extend to an, another monitor and you can be productive with it it's coming into the space with it with a different approach and I, I i think that it's it's going to be unique enough that people that maybe weren't didn't have the disposable income to go buy a galaxy chromebook 
might drop $280 to go get this thing if they need a device and if they have some disposable income right, right now. So it's yeah. it's interesting. Yeah, and I think the use cases around this tablet, um, we put out an article this morning just about like the, a new feature that's coming to Chromebooks in general, the ability to you know click the shutter button on your camera with a volume rocker. That's almost useless for most Chromebooks. A, because the cameras are so terrible. Um, and B, because like, you know, pick up the the Pixel Slate, which would be the, the closest thing to a tablet, you know, that we've got at this point. And it's still clunky feeling to try to take a photo with, you know, put a convertible, you know, the Galaxy uh, Chromebook, even as light as it is, flipping it around Feels and using weird. its world-facing camera. Like, it's just clunky. Uh, and so it's like, uh, yeah, that'll be, I guess, okay for you would, those You would devices. probably drop the slate trying to handle it in a way to where you could click the button and yeah. it's and all rounded and everything. Like, but this feature for the IdeaPad or the, the Duet, I mean, Perfect. makes 100% yeah. sense. Yeah, you know, like we like, were talking oh, about earlier this morning, it's something that as a mobile user, you just expect that to work on a device. Because right. all phones, I think, size. do this yeah, at this point I now. I think so. Um, like iPads do it. You know, you just kind of expect, oh, I need, if I need a physical button, the way I'm holding this thing, I'm holding it out, you know, and I can't get both hands on it or something. I want to be able to just reach up and click that button. Then, you know, you kind of expect that to be there. And that's just not a thing on Chrome OS right now. The, the commit's already been tested. It hasn't been merged yet. So probably like a Chrome OS 83 uh, feature. Not not a huge deal again, but it's one of those things I think that the idea pad will be uniquely leveraged to take advantage of. And that just the end of that article I wrote a quick sentence and I'm like, you know what? That this thing is going to I'm gonna end up using I don't know about everybody else, but I know I'm going to end up using this particular I'm gonna call it a Chromebook. It's the device with a screen that runs Chrome OS and has a keyboard. Um, I will use this Chromebook Chrome the, Chrome pad. The Chromeblet. 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 <laughs> Blet. What a terrible Chromeblet. It sounds nasty. Um, like an omelet. I think that's why I think that's. Mm, I think that. I love omelets. I love omelets, but I don't want to hold one. Um, <laughs> Let alone take a selfie. A selfie with, with my omelet. My Chromeblet. Um, Chromeblet. So if we said it that way, if we said Chromeblet, it does sound like the rails omelet. over here. But, um, again, I don't want to speak for anyone else's use cases, but I can say for sure, again, I've, I've held the device. I know a lot of people haven't, but I've held the device and, and, and mocked some of those scenarios up while we were there. I'm like, I'll use it as a, 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 an e-reader. I'll read books on it. It's light enough for that. I will use it to consume news. I will use it to, you know, as nerdy as it is, I spend a lot of time browsing the Chromium repositories. It will be phenomenal for that perfect so yeah um you know i will use it to watch videos and stuff i will use it as the primary way probably that i cast because I, I do love using youtube tv from the web now it's a pwa we're gonna talk about that in a little bit <laughs> um but I, I i love using that because as you scroll it shows you the the preview of where you are so i can i'm a master at skipping commercials <laughs> like to the second when i've got it on a chromebook I'm not great with it skipping on my phone because you don't get that little preview pane. So I'm just like 15 seconds, 20 seconds, 30 seconds, uh, and waiting to see. And so I would prefer to use a Chromebook, but I don't always want to have a Chromebook on my lap or something, you know, so it's just easier on my phone. Well, this little tablet will kind of solve that. Right, and, and that's another beautiful thing about it. We were talking about this uh-huh. earlier. What What's the size on the, the Nest Hub Max? What size is that display? 
I think it's 10 inches or 9 inches it's or something nine like or that. 9 or 10 inches. So it's about the same size as, or it may be exactly We need the same. to get one of those and review it, by the way. Uh, then we'll go buy one. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so It's kind of my thing, you know. Yeah. With your own money. Yeah, but we were talking about this. <laughs> it, it has this beautiful fabric uh, back that has a kickstand. So it looks great. The thing is gorgeous, and it's it's discreet enough that it doesn't look like you have a laptop sitting on your, your end table in your living room. Yeah, we've got one of these smart tabs sitting in here. It looks like that. It's but, a 10.1 inch. It's, but imagine it look a lot like that right there. A dock, or not even a dock like Joe was talking about, just some sort of little cradle that it would sit in, and it just becomes a fixture on your your end table in your living room. It would look perfect, and you just grab it for what? If you want to read the news, you want to cast something, you want to hop into a game of PUBG or do whatever, it's just right there, and it doesn't look out of place sitting in the middle of your living room. Here's a fun fact that we talked about way back before we had any idea what Kukui or Flapjack or any of these small tablets were going to look like. This was about this time last year when we were writing about these. Uh, One of the early things they added to this baseboard is the ability to possess wireless charging. Um, Yeah. Now, Crane, which is um, the Lenovo, clearly does not have that. It's a big metal back, so it's not going to be wireless charging capable. But the baseboard that powers it is pushing out, I don't know, at least six or seven other variants mm-hmm. uh, apart from this. So we're going to see more of these, assuming. And now um, we've got the newer MediaTek chip arriving, too. Yeah. So, and, and, and again, we talked about product delays. Those delays could affect, you know, these other tablets like uh, the Duet. Like the Duet might have gotten out ahead of the curve. We might not see all of its siblings for a little while. We, I, we have no idea. Uh, but I think what's is Kodama? Is that the Kodama education? Is the, the education version. So of Lenovo's two or Crane and Kodama. So if you're one of the people that follow along, really, with when we talk about upcoming devices, so those two variants of Kukui are we know what they are, we know who makes them, but they're both made by the same company. They're probably manufactured around the same time. So the fact that we've got two doesn't mean like oh, see, other people are coming. No, right. Lenovo did all the these these two are clearly together. Um, we don't know when we'll see those other ones, but there's a good chance. Honestly, I mean, I would guarantee we'll see at least one variant of this that'll have wireless charging. And so that adds to that whole dock ability appeal because now I can slap it into my keyboard when I need to get productive. I can have it in my lap as a reader or a media consumption tool or a web browser, but then I can drop it onto this dock that requires no plugs, no like, oh, I got to make sure I line this up and plug the no, I'm just drop it on the on the little dock and let it completely charge. Be your bedside alarm clock slash Google Home because we know. I mean, we've already seen ambient mode yep. continues to get work. Um, it doesn't do much right now, but it it's there. Um, it shows photos and stuff. So now it's just a matter of adding the Google Assistant bits over top of that. So now you've got a Chrome OS tablet that you could sit wirelessly on this thing that'll charge and be your, you know, at home Google Home for a little while. Maybe but even then a little s- speaker base on it. Yeah. You know? yeah, and then you snag it up. And- Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my little Pixel Four just talked to us. Um, oh, you? What, let's oh, see. What did like it ask? That, like that what thing Lenovo ask? has already. Somehow, it thought I said home for a little while. I did say that. Um, and it says, here's a video I found, Doris Day, he's home for a little while. <laughs> Thanks, Google. Thanks. Super helpful. <clears throat> yeah, because anyway. like Lenovo has an Android tablet that does that exact thing. I don't think it's wireless charging, but it's a do- it's a yeah, it clips base in, into with the a dock. speaker. Yep. And it clips into it. It just 
throw some wireless charging on that and you have you literally have every google device you could right, want other than your thing. phone right there so, so yeah i my thought is i think um i had this thought this morning and it's already like congealed i'm pretty sure this is what i'm going to do i'm going to go leverage t-mobile's jump on demand whenever the 4a comes out i'm going to get it i know it's small um i know it's a little less powerful than my pixel 4xl but it's jump on demand i can go back to a pixel if i want to later um I'm gonna I'm gonna jump to that device. Wait, you're gonna buy what? Pixel 4a. Oh, I thought you were buying the iPhone SE two. Oh no way! <laughs> I did that one time this in the last year. That's that's enough for at least five years to realize I do not want to operate from an iPhone. Um, no no hate to anybody that does, but I had to do it. Get it out of my system. It it was less than 24 it, hours and it was back. It it had, it had creeped up enough. I'm just know, like, I think just, maybe, I think had maybe. To, had to no. go try. <laughs> if, you are, if you are invested in Google's ecosystem, you like Chromebooks, and you just like using Google stuff, don't fool yourself. An, an iPhone is, yeah, you can make it work. That is not the but phone why? for you. That's the thing. Yeah, it's like, it can we do that? Yes, you. you can, but don't. Yeah, it, it's real awkward. Um, anyway, so yeah, Pixel 4a, so $400 phone, you know, and a smaller phone that is more pocketable and I'm less inclined. Honestly, I don't do a ton of stuff on my phone as it stands right now. I, I do the basic stuff. I, I message, I browse the internet, you know, I'll cast a video or something from my phone, but I don't sit and consume a ton of content. The only game I play on my phone regularly is actually for whatever reason, I play call of duty on my phone. It actually runs way better on my pixel than on my a 12 bionic iPad, which is strange. I don't know what the deal is with that, but it's the opposite with PUBG. PUBG runs better on the iPad than it does on my Pixel, so whatever. So I I tend to play that game on my phone. Still could do that, and that's fine. Um, I'm crossing my fingers that with when the Lenovo comes out that Call of Duty will stop doing whatever it is that they are doing because they're clearly saying, oh, this is a Chromebook. You know, don't run this game because it'll run all the way until you sign in and all that stuff, and then it quits, and then it starts quitting immediately as soon as you try to start it. Like, there's something in there. They've, they've borked it on purpose. So I'm, I'm hoping they don't do that so that I can play PUBG and Call of Duty on that tablet and probably shift a lot of my consumption activity to the Lenovo and let that be my tablet of consumption and have a smaller, cheaper phone and be able to walk around with a two-device setup that $280 for the Lenovo, which I'll opt for whatever the more expensive one is if I can. If it's available outright, I'll, I'll go ahead and pay the extra 50 or $75 probably to get the... Uh, yeah, 128 it's 128 mm-hmm. gigs of storage yeah. they don't they don't up the ram but i would pay for that <clears throat> i'd pay for the storage because i don't think there's expandable storage on it um so even if that go, went up to like 350 say or it's, we'll, we'll put a hundred dollars on it and say it's three 380 instead and then the pixels uh 400 it's still cheaper than buying one one flagship phone yeah um so i want to i want to try that experiment to be like hey instead of buying one big phone i bought uh, an affordable tablet and affordable phone, and here's how it's going. Um, and I think it would be a fun experiment. We, we've we've talked about this for a long time. You know what is uh, what is your phone? Um, if you re- if you remove your apps uh, and you remove, uh, you know the the just the normal kind of productivity stuff you do. Like w- what is a phone these days? It has some antennas so you can make phone calls, and you send text messages. And for us, we do most of our messaging on WhatsApp. Um, and with RCS coming along, you know, messages are going to be kind of web-based and you'll be able to do, yep. I mean, you can already do a lot of it from, you know, from yeah. the web. Yeah. Uh, 
But do do we get to a point where, you know, this, if you wanted to, could you use the Duet as your only device? Your primary communication device. It, it would need, obviously, LTE and yeah. then 5G. Yeah, um, I think yeah we're, not we're, the Duet specifically, but yeah, something yeah. like the Duet, let's we're, say. We're going down that path. Um, I don't. I don't want to get on the hook and say that you know we're going to see a Chrome OS phone because we've we've raised that flag multiple times and it's just not a thing. And I don't know that Google's interested in doing that. I'm not sure, and it may not need need Google's interest specifically in doing it. It could be Samsung or Lenovo or Acer or Asus or someone that says, you know what, we think we could market a tiny Chrome OS tablet that oh by the way has LTE and has. You know, like phone calling abilities would be the one thing that's interesting in all this. But what's going to happen in the next couple of years is they've already turned off 2G for most markets. So we've we've got 3G. They're talking about turning off 3G in a ton of markets because what they've most cell phone operators where they have 3G, they have LTE as well. Like that's there's no gaps in those coverage areas. And so there's no sense to need that. They can free that up and then use it for more LTE or 5G. So as as we get to the point where they're turning off 3G as well and everything's happening over LTE or 5G, um, at that point, it becomes way more feasible, I think, because now you don't have to build in all of the old school back antennas into something, a device that could be you know, a communications device again. And they could, they could do it that way too. Just like, Hey, you're buying a very small tablet that has LTE. That's we've already seen Chromebooks with LTE. So that's not a big deal. Um, and or 5g. And as long as you can get all your communication stuff done with that, go buy a flip phone. If you need a backup, you know, old school phone, but you could do all of your stuff on this. It just needs, for the way things are right now, and the way things probably will be for a while, you would need a phone number attached to that right. device. You've got to be able to, to somehow attach a phone number. Now, that could be done through various things like Google Voice and whatever, but for general consumers, they need to be able to have a phone number, even if it's not their primary one, like this is my this is my tablet phone number um, or something. So, because to actually get text messages in the right way, without having that other phone around all the time, mm -hmm. you, you would need that the way things are set up for now. Um, so that becomes the main sticking point is that I can't make phone calls and get text messages, basic text messages. So they do the most fundamental things that a phone does on a Chromebook right now without some pretty severe workarounds. Um, they would have to get that ironed out from a, a Chrome OS perspective. Um, does Google would, uh, let me think of how, what I'm thinking here. Are there any stipulations for using putting Chrome OS on something that would prohibit Samsung from saying, hey, we have figured out how to dual boot somehow through the hardware that whenever it's being used like this, you can make phone calls or whatever and do this, but when you plug it in, it's Chrome OS. Like does don't think does, that would happen? Does Google have a like? How would that? How would how would that work? No, I think the more does realistic scenario for that would be um, Chrome OS gets good enough. And again, as we start seeing smaller tablets, we're getting closer to that because now we've got Chrome OS running on smaller screens. Yeah. So we're sure all the UI bits and elements are there. We've we've got all this now new multitasking. The way that you move around is very similar to Android ten. Um, and then once Android 11 comes out, we're going to have Arc VM, which is supposed to be a much more stable version of the Android container. Some of these things, these things congeal over the next year. Mm -hmm. um, 
I think the more realistic scenario is we get to a point where Chrome OS itself is good enough on a small screen um, that that's that's what Samsung or someone would do. Like yeah, I would, don't think so, so I think Google, unless they change their roadmap, they're, they're one of their biggest biggest things with Chrome OS is, is just parity. Whatever device you're on, yep. that's why that's why everything moving forward has Linux. Everything moving forward has Android and yep. and and the TPM and the secure boot and all that. No matter what device you're on, the experience should be the same. The only difference should be the hardware and maybe speed performance. So I, yeah. don't, I, don't, so I don't see them dual booting um, like Android and yeah. because they've got a framework that has Android on there. Right. And if you think about it, um, like if you took Chrome OS and shrunk it down on a small device, like we don't have anything small enough to even replicate this or play with it or think about it. Uh, that doesn't mean it's not happening. Um Matter of fact, we wrote an article a couple months ago, uh, Bubs, which is an offshoot of Trogdor, which is the Snapdragon 7C baseboard. Um, that device is being tested actively with a, a screen that is fit for a phone. It's a 1080p Full HD Plus screen. It's very similar to the, the, the resolution and stuff that would be on something like the Pixel 4. Um, and so it's being tested with that. It doesn't mean it's going to ship with that or anything, but it's it's being tested with it. And so that raises some clear questions, like, well, why why would you bother doing that? But if they're trying to make sure that they can they can move into tablets, maybe that are smaller with Chrome OS on them, the the smaller those screens get, and the smaller that stuff gets, where it all works and it works fluidly, and you have an Android container that can run Android apps. There would be zero stopping Google from saying, "Okay, for those devices, we'll um, we'll package them up with um, our our launcher we use on Pixel phones." That's, I guess that's what I was actually getting you, at. You like, run what that is launcher. the dialer? Like, how do you get to the actual? How it would do you have to phone be phone calls. App. You know, it's it, would, a, it could be an Android app or, or a system app. Like yeah, it's it built into a, Chrome OS. Yeah, um, and the, all those things are possible. It's just with the the phone and old school text messaging. You there's extra antennas and stuff that need to be in there that we've never seen any work done on like there's never been any sign of a 2g antenna or any of that kind of stuff or cdma or any of that junk like it's always just lte and so they may be looking at that down the road very quietly and saying hey th there's a day where a chrome os phone could happen like we could try it i mean it's not going to hurt anybody um to just give it a give it a run because ultimately if and we've talked about this before but if if the Android container is stable enough if um, Chrome OS is stable enough and all the, the, the bits and pieces, your notifications, your settings look fine on a five, six inch display. If all that stuff's in place and LTE is what drives all of our communications, not if 3G and 2G have been switched off, which they're on the roadmap to be turned off. Most carriers are just going to get away, get done with that. Like if they have a tower somewhere, that tower has LTE on it now. It's not... Oh, well, we've got, you know, some of our towers out in the, the, you know, super rural areas that don't have LTE. Like, I think everybody's full LTE everywhere now. If you have a tower, it's got LTE on it. Yeah. Um, and so if you're not getting LTE, you're not getting anything. It's used to, it's, well, I'm not getting 4G, but I'm, I'm still getting that 2G. Yeah. I'm getting that edge, you know, that, that uh, T-Mobile has. Edge. Like, I think most of that stuff yeah, we drove is, it's through, going away. Yeah, we drove through somewhere on the way to, it was Myrtle Beach or Florida, where it was on 2G. It's like it looks like you have full signal, and that is there, but it's not carrying anything. Right, you and couldn't so, do anything you until do until the rollout happens, where every single tower that every carrier maintains has an LTE signal coming from that tower. They won't turn off completely across the board. They're not going to turn right. it off. But in markets where they're like, hey, 
every tower we've got in this entire region has LTE on it. Turn off 2G, like, and then repurpose those, you know, that spectrum for something else. Anyway, all of that to say, LTE works if the if the operating system is capable enough and and you know everything works out the way it should. It, there's nothing stopping it from happening um, from that perspective. If it's a phone running Chrome OS, um, I don't think we're ever going to see a dual boot situation. Even though I think it would be awesome um, if Android was was. Um, settled enough into Chrome OS. And I think ArcVM is going to help hopefully make some of that stuff a little easier for them to, to solidify. If all that stuff's there, there's no reason you couldn't run the Pixel Launcher, for instance, on a Chromebook. And that, you know, Chrome OS has to allow that to be the home screen. But if all that goes through, then yeah, a Chrome OS phone I mean, could happen. I mean, I'm sitting here just looking at my quick settings that I have saved on my phone. Uh, I think flashlight <laughs> yeah most most chromebooks don't have uh, a led flashlight on them but again these are tiny this, i mean everything stuff. else here because you can do you can do hotspot stuff uh is there an airplane mode on in chrome os it's just the do not disturb yeah, but i don't do know that disturb. there's you a, know, so there's just notifications right I mean, you turn the wi-fi off that's essentially grayscale <laughs> grayscale battery saver I don't turn turn those on every now and then. Auto rotate. I'm a weirdo, and I turn on I turn on the grayscale to help me not get on social media so much. Uh, <laughs> it works. Really? Yeah, absolutely. It's less vibrant, less for your eyes to look at, less colorful. So you put on grayscale, and I don't sit there and browse uh, Instagram near as much. Hmm. So there's a little hack for you. Life hacks. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's like interesting. I'm sitting here looking at. It, I'm like, almost all of these settings are already in Chrome OS. Yeah. And even the you settings know. menu, like when you click your tray, yeah, and that whole thing this, pops up. It's the same. They've, kind of an it's opposite like, version of and what then you you've got. And, and now we've got gestures. Now we have all these things. So it's this is all very interesting to to think about because of the the duet coming into right, the market. Right. It creates um, the the interest around stuff like, like that. Oh, again, dang. it's it's a, it, it is going to move the needle. I think. I don't think it's going to like come in and revolutionize. Um, Chromebooks on small screens. I don't, it's not that, but I think it's going to create a whole new set of usage patterns for Chromebook users that we haven't seen before. Because yeah. generally, it, again, I love Chromebooks. I love this form factor, and I think compared to a large tablet, I would take a just a clamshell Chromebook ten out of ten times. It's just it's more beneficial overall to me to have a laptop that works well. But when we get into the smaller tablets. Like, you know, there was a guy on our website that was really bent out of shape about small tablets. He's like getting into arguments with people and stuff about it. I'm just like, dude, if people want a small tablet, like, cause somebody's like, well, this is cool. But what about like a seven or eight inch tablet? Completely possible. There's a chance. There's a chance. Flapjack specifically yeah. before yeah. <laughs> this is super nerdy, but Kukui became the Unibuild baseboard for this entire MediaTek tablet thing. But before it was Flapjack. And before that, people had rumored that that Flapjack duo of tablets was Google's tablets before Google decided that they were going to stop making tablets. And so then those two kind of got demoted and put under Kukui as the new baseboard. And I think, I haven't even looked into Flapjack for a while, but I think it's still being developed. Yeah. Um, and unless they've changed it, it was being developed and tested on a 10.1-inch screen and an 8-inch screen, 7.9-inch seven, seven display. I remember so. us taking the thumbnail. We yeah. laid out... Uh, yeah. Over at your house. We, yeah. uh, we Photoshopped yes. a smaller 
Chrome, what could be a small yeah we use the the Chrome my mini tablet. Yeah. my my iPad we mini. may or may not have used an iPad um, but yeah <laughs> but that the idea still stands yeah. like there's a good chance that one of these MediaTek could, could tablets could be a yeah. seven or eight inch tablet could be that size Samsung still sells multiple lines of eight oh, inch yeah. tablets they just announced one right. this week yeah. so yep. it's not like no one wants an eight inch tablet I love my iPad mini like I like the size of it for playing games and that's about all I do with it but. You know, if I was an iOS guy, there's something I like a lot about that, especially if I'm going to go the kind of cheaper route and go buy an iPhone SE, a $400 phone, and then have a, you know, a slightly bigger tablet without having to carry around the big 10-inch tablet. So I think there would be people, because the dude that was getting upset on the website is missing the point of an 8-inch tablet. You're still thinking of it as a Chromebook. This is something these manufacturers are trying to go into a different direction that's going to create new usage patterns for Chrome OS. And Google clearly, I think, sees that too. I just don't think that they want to manufacture a tablet anymore. But they're like, look, we're investing in tablet mode on Chrome OS like as a standalone thing. The, my my thought in that is that they wouldn't be doing that if there wasn't something else down the road. Yeah. Like, and, yeah, and so, if you don't think they had a hand in developing the duet. You're crazy. Fooling yourself. Like yeah. I guarantee you they were heavily involved in that and in the Samsung oh, guarantee. Galaxy Chromebook. Like they were heavily involved in that. And that's where Google it's a better I, lane. I think Google it's a better yes, lane that's, for them. That's where they need to be. That's their lane. You're, that's you're, where they need to be in the phone space yeah, better. You're too. a software company. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean I love your hardware. I do. I all, love all it. Google stuff they make yeah. is great. I love it. Uh, yeah, but now they're getting their own silicon, so... Yeah, that could change things. It, it could change it. You know, it's like, uh, it, it's interesting. And I mean, to kind of wrap this up, you know, I think the transition for you makes sense. Like, you, you said you don't do a ton on your phone, and, and you could, um, you know, use this tablet to now start doing some of this other stuff that maybe you do on your Chromebook or on... I don't, you, you don't really do a lot on your iPad. But for me, I... I'm always working uh and always on the go and i do sounded like a humble brag i'm i'm always working no i well (laughs) always on the go i i'm yes humble brag hashtag humble always on the go the at home the on his bike i'm talking about like (laughs) my personality i am always on the go that is true i was at i was sitting at the uh uh car dealership uh this morning and I did, I sent 10 emails from my phone, you know, like, like I did that, did 10 burpees, yeah. 17 pushups <laughs> I, and ran one mile. I, and then they were like, are you done? Are you done? Are you done? Are you I done ate, yet? I need to go. I need to, are you done? I drank three protein shakes. <laughs> <laughs> Holy. This is, these are, these are the guys that I've chosen to be in business with. Yeah. They, if they you, love me. They if love you, me. Uh, if you get into body types, yeah, we, we represent very different body types here at Crow One Box. Like if you talk about like uh, yeah. well, like ectomorph and yeah. endomorph, whatever. Yeah. Joe yeah. would be our guy that would go out and run right. around yeah. and like run after deer or something. I'm I like, don't know. I'm like, let's go, let's go, let's go. I'm always moving, like yeah. constantly moving. I'm the one that can hold on to the fat. Real yeah. Good. So you guys are gonna starve yeah. to death. I also I'm not. am that type. Yeah. <laughs> Protect the abode. Uh, I'm, always, I'm always warm. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm just, I could survive the elements. Like we, no joke. This is off the rails, but this is a fun one. We we came in from a walk. My wife and I came in for a walk the other night. We're finally getting to the point where my nine-year-old, like she really enjoys us going to walk around the block because she gets to 
hold down the fort, you know. And so we've started trusting her with this. She's got oh, a phone, yeah. but I'm just like, okay, we're we're in the neighborhood. She's like, why don't you go to the store? I'm like, no way, yeah. not even close to that. Yeah, yet, just but. so no one calls CPS. Robbie lives in a very small neighborhood yeah. and one block. It you can still see his house from the other yes. block. It's, yes, this is, yeah. and we have her phone. She has her phone. She's you know a very capable, almost ten year old. So it's fine. Anyway, so um, we come in from our walk and we're walking up the stairs, and the kids. Um, uh, it's in quarantine. They're doing all kinds of weird stuff. They're playing in our closet. We have a, it's not a huge closet, but it's big enough for them to get into, you know, and, and play it. So that the doors closed, we heard them and, uh, we walk upstairs and, and my wife's like, all right, so let's just open the door and we'll, we'll put our cold hands on, on the kids, you know, and they're like, ah, I'm freak out. And she's like, all right, we'll, we'll open the door and we'll, we'll just hit them with our cold brutal. hands. And I looked over at her and I'm like, cold Rob, hands. Robbie's sweating. And she's like, yeah, my hands are freezing. Aren't yours? And I grab her hand, and my hand feels like it does right now. It's probably like 100 degrees. A little balmy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I just walked like a mile and a half, two miles. Like, of course, my blood is moving through my body, you know, like a human. Uh, yeah. And and she's like, how are your hands so warm? How are your hands so cold? I mean, it's like yeah. 45 degrees outside, but yep, we yep. just walked two miles. Yeah. Like, I'm warm. I get out of the shower. I'm hot. Yeah. Like. I don't want to get under the blankets. She gets out of the shower and she's freezing. I'm like, hey, you just ran hot water yeah. all over yourself. What? What is the deal? So yeah, very you, different. You go run around Very and different. catch the deer. Yeah, I'm just gonna sit here and be yeah, warm. I don't, I don't understand that because my wife's the same way. Every every evening we do our routine. She washes her face, brushes her teeth, or whatever, and and then like we'll get ready for bed. And she likes to put her hand on my back or my stomach, and it is ice. I'm like, why? Why? Why is this like this? <laughs> why? Are and you she cold? says, Well, I just washed my face. I'm like. So? Did you use ice cubes to walk? <laughs> if I wa- if I run water over my, I guess Robbie and I are just the fat, sweaty guys. Because I'm like, it doesn't matter what no. I do. My hands are. I blame German. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I'm Belgian. So my, we're right next my, door. My grandmother was always like this. Uh, God rest her soul. Like she was always warm. Yeah. Like we'd go over to her house and she'd have a fan oh, yeah. on and oh, yeah. kind of have the air a little cooler than most because she always felt warm. And I'm like, it must be German. And. When I went to Germany last year, it was my wife was kind of cold the entire time. You're like, this I was is so great. comfortable. I'm like, I was bored. For I this. am home. Yeah, it did. Yeah. It felt kind of like yeah. coming home. All right. So, so different body types. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. We have different body so types. I'm, I'm, I am always on the go. And uh, <laughs> bringing it back to the Lenovo. <laughs> just deleted 78,000 emails. And uh, okay. And <laughs> Sorry. I was just trying to change the subject. <laughs> no, come on. Uh, finish your point. You're always on the go. Lenovo. Yes. Just be different for you. I, me, I will even. And like I do a lot of our social media work from my phone because I don't know why, but like whenever I'm on my phone and I'm maybe opening up Instagram for personal reasons, I'll be like, oh man, I need to post that or do this or I need to go on Twitter and do this. Like, so I work a lot for my phone. Um, and so the transition for me to have maybe a smaller phone and then have that tablet that I do most of my stuff on, like that transition for me is just like, it's going to be perfect. And big bonus for you too is that for social media stuff especially you can just put the android app on the chromebook and Boom. do the exact same stuff it's not like oh on the web i can't do this no. yeah and like i try to do i try to do a lot on the web i mean our uh social media like publishing tool that we use later uh is awesome and it's all web-based obviously i think they have an app but it's i don't i've never even used it i do everything on the web but like Instagram, like having the proper Instagram, you know, I know you can do some stuff on the web now, but 
uh, direct messages, DMs are, yeah, are now on, on the web. web. We haven't even written that yet. Yeah, but. that's kind of cool. Uh, everything on the web for the win. Yes. So, anywho, yeah, I just think the the transition for me to have this kind of smaller uh, Chromebook tablet that I carry around with me uh, that I can do a lot of those tasks on, like my email work, my social media work, um, financial things that I'm checking constantly, like that. It's just it's going to be perfect. Like because I do I do a lot on my phone. Uh, and my battery would probably tell you that. Let's see. Oh, 70%. Not bad yeah, this see, morning. I'll, I'll go home. I'll put my phone on a charge at night, especially if I didn't happen to play a few rounds of Call of Duty that day mm-hmm. and have 65, yeah. 70% of oh, battery I, left because I just this, don't so take I'm, my phone I'm, that much. I'm still rocking the, the 3XL, and I normally have to plug in my phone at about 5 o'clock because I've drained it because I'm on it all day. So... I, me, it depends. If I don't play any PUBG, my battery is still strong as ever if I play two rounds two full rounds because it's got the 90 hertz and super bright because i turn it all the way up i'm i'm on the charger by oh like yeah three o'clock yeah, but I think like pub gaming like a, yeah gaming's you almost, almost like need to have your side yeah but it's almost like normal day i never have to charge i mean phone. how interesting would it be if i could plug in my phone and have headphones plugged in at the same time that would be crazy maybe one day someone will develop that tech dude if it was uh, just like a small port that like didn't a, take up much space like i would think that they could fit in small thin phones three and a half millimeters is all that you would size. need yeah like a standard a standard headphone yeah can you just put that in a phone one day, one day, one day. Maybe we'll have the, the tech yeah, because the that. duet doesn't have it either. So obviously, <laughs> we're we're a few years out from that technology. Yeah. It doesn't. Duet doesn't have a headphone jack. It no, has man. a single USB C port. What is no, it? Man. Is the four A gonna have? I can't even remember. They say four A will have. It is headphones. actually portless. <laughs> <laughs> Who was that? Somebody okay, made right, a portless right, phone. Yeah. Who was that? I don't that know. Vivo company. Yeah. All right, crazy folks. We've gone off the rails. We are going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. This podcast is brought to you by NordVPN. We recommend the service and we use NordVPN because they keep your browsing secure and private on any device. Whether you're using a Chromebook, an Android device, a Mac, an iPhone, or a Windows device, NordVPN is going to protect your browsing. They also have 24-7 customer support in case you ever have any issues, and they offer a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you want to learn more and maybe give it a try, head over to chromeunbox.com forward slash Nord. N-O-R-D. Alrighty, welcome back, everybody. Uh, we had to take a slightly longer break than normal because it's like wrangling cats over here. <laughs> <laughs> it's quarantine Gabe, podcasting right Gabe here. Is, Gabe is creaking his chair. I'm a little loopy this morning, sorry. I, I do want to make a quick comment before we, uh, before we hop back in here. I am not endorsing overwork culture. I just work all the time. Oh, he's working on it. He's, I just he's working on not work. working too much. Is that right? I, well, it's it's a I I'm serious about this. Like it, it it's a thing in the United States, especially where it's like this whole you have to be working all the time, and that means you're productive and blah 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 blah. Um, if you can prioritize your time and get your work done and have time for the things that you enjoy and your friends and family and other things, you know, I work. I try to uh, work hard and then relax and go ride my mountain bike and hang out with people. Well, not right now, not hanging out with anybody, but in general, yeah, definitely don't support overwork culture. <laughs> Took a break and I was thinking about it and just wanted to clarify. Okay. Um, so let's, uh, let's do a couple little quick hit things and then we're going to get into yes. our last thing since we talked for 52 minutes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, PWA stuff. Let's just kind of go. Yeah. Over that real real quickly. Cool. Um, 
so right before we podcasted last week, and we could have mentioned this last week. We were trying to figure out. I don't, I don't think when 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 remember. you wrote that last week, we did not understand what a big deal it was at that point in time. Maybe not. But, so yeah. over the weekend, I wrote another one. So I, I got an email back or a direct message on Twitter um, from a guy who is uh, heavily involved in this whole effort from Google, and he had actually retweeted our story and said, "Hey, it's cool to see someone getting this. Like someone gets that it's a cool thing." Uh, it's one of the hardest things I've done engineering wise in, in my career and it's really cool. It's great work and we're excited about it. And so I messaged him and it's like, Hey, uh, any other apps? I can't find any other apps that do this. What I'm speaking of is, uh, Twitter's ability now in the play store on a Chromebook, you go look up Twitter used to, it would just, you click it, you would install the APK, the Android app. And it's not great on big screens. Um, so it was kind of worthless to have on your Chromebook. It didn't seem like they were interested in making it great on big screens. So it was kind of like, well, what? I don't even know what I'm supposed to be doing with this. So I would just use Twitter on the web. Well, eventually Twitter on the web got good, uh, became a PWA. And so up in the top in your URL bar, it said install. And you could install it that way. And that's that's fine. But I wipe my Chromebook constantly and every time I did that, it wouldn't be to, installed again. Yeah, so I'd have to, to remember it. to yep. go to Twitter and click yep. install. So I just stopped doing it yep. because it just wasn't habit. So <laughs> I just, I started bookmarking it. I was like, yeah. whatever. And it's and like, okay, you know, that's, I'll just go to start typing twitter.com and just go yeah. URL wise. Anywho. So, um, somebody had reached out. I think it was just a reader, right? Yep. Had reached out and said, yeah. Hey, I noticed this. I went to install Twitter and it looks like I've got the PWA. So I'm like, with no option. It just yeah, did so it by default. I yeah. go to the play store and I click install and it installed really fast. Like so fast you couldn't see any of the specs or anything. And I was like, huh. And so Twitter opens up and yeah, it was a PWA. It was completely the Chrome browser running the way a PWA does. It's a progressive web app. If you're listening and you're not sure what we're talking about, it just means like you're taking a, a web app, which is, I hate even saying it's just a website because it's it's an application. It has a lot of code running just like any other native application would. It just happens to be using the framework of the open web and a browser to do so. So uh, PWAs have a couple unique things about them. Uh, they get, especially on Chrome OS, and I think Windows does this too, it wraps them in just a normal window like it would a standard native application. Uh, it adds it to your tray of apps that you can do stuff with so like on windows you could pin it to your desktop you can pin it to your taskbar on windows and chrome os um you can uninstall it the same way like it behaves just like an app you would get from android it just is a web app and the benefit now that i've noticed since i've installed the the pwa from the web store uh, or from the play store i'm sorry uh, is that when i you know, move channels or whatever and power wash my Chromebook, which around here happens literally multiple times a week. Um, it sticks around. So when Android goes to reinstall its stuff, it reinstalls the Twitter PWA for me, logged in, ready to go. So yeah. you have to have the Play Store turned on. Yeah, in order to do this. Even though it's... It's a PWA, PWA. Because it's... The way it's being served... Like, I don't know the back-end stuff of this enough to know, but the way it's being served is it's whatever Play Store... The Play Store does to mark something as installed previously or not installed th this installation of it has that yeah, marking it's on using it using that backbone basically okay. yeah. so the side yeah. note and if someone knows how to do this and it's a thing and i'm just ignorant please let me know but can we just make i, I leave android apps off on my device unless i have to test something because when i turn it on it in, instantly tries to install a hundred applications that i've tried and i cannot seem to find a way to stop that 
I think that Chromebooks, because we do shift devices so much, when you turn on the Play Store, it should prompt you to say, do you want to install this? Pick yeah, these Android pick does these. that. Yeah, Android That's already the annoying does it. part. Yeah. Is when you set up, on Chrome when you set up a new phone, um, at least Pixel phones, it gives you that whole list. Here's all the apps. You can uncheck the ones you don't want to install yeah. and then click OK. Like They need to add that to uh, Chrome OS because it is so hit or miss. Eventually, after I delete an app enough times or cancel it from installing, it'll stop installing. Like I don't get all the ones I used to, but it's a complete crapshoot. I have no idea how to control what apps auto-install I wonder from if the I store. go to my library in You could do that for sure. That will do it. Man, but, it but if it's an app you have on your phone... Yeah. You know, you want to leave not, it there because yeah. in case you need to wipe your phone for some reason, it wouldn't reinstall. So it's like, I guess I, I just need to remove them all and start from scratch. But man, it's annoying. Well, there's certain apps that you're going to want on your phone that you don't want on your Chromebook. Though. Right. So it's it, like, there should be a selection process yeah. for that. I mean, yeah. that, that just needs to be a yeah. thing. But, but anywho. Yeah. So, yes, in order to do this, this particular, like the end result is still the PWA that you would get by going to twitter.com and clicking that install button up top. It's, it's the same experience, except... Um, this this app now is uninstallable via the Play Store too. That's the other interesting part of this. So if I go and install the Twitter PWA from the website and then go and open up, um, actually, I, I would have to test that to say that that's completely true. But um, this also allows you to uninstall the app just like you would Android apps. And for what it's worth, other PWAs obviously don't have this ability. Um, and that's not some huge thing. It just tells you, like, it's it's super interesting because the the Play Store, in my mind, was always relegated to everything in the Android app container. Like, it's in its own little silo. It can do stuff for Android apps. It can do stuff, you know, install, uninstall, all that stuff with, with those guys. But it didn't mess with Chrome OS. This is clearly messing with Chrome OS because it's being able to reach out of that Android container and then install a PWA on Chrome OS. This isn't an Android app. Um, so it's interesting. Um, and it, it opens the door, I think, to so many things, um, for Chromebooks to be able to just install a PWA that most users wouldn't either wouldn't know or wouldn't take the time to think about it. Like as much as I love PWAs, I think they're the future of application delivery and development. Um, most people are still going to go to an app store to go click the app and install get their it. their quote-unquote app. Right. And yeah. so they would they would click it and they get the, the Twitter Android app, which is not great on a Chromebook. And instead of using the web interface, which is way better on a Chromebook, and so now the developer of that app has the right now to say, you know what, our web app is better for these devices. This is the one you're going to get instead. Um, and the bigger benefit there becomes eventually if, say, Twitter continues you know, developing and working on their progressive web app and they eventually get to the point where they're like this is as good or better than our our android app there's no need to keep both code bases going we'll just shift all of our development towards this one app or even i mean could this apply to iphone sure yeah they can run they can run pwas they were slow to to adopt it but they they've started adopting it now too and so as pwas progress these big players that are saying you know what this isn't just for some fringe developers. Like these are big name applications saying this is completely viable as an app delivery service. So much so we're going to put it into the Play Store and just make this a, a way that we're not even going to differentiate. It's not like some alarm comes up and go like, by the way, you're you're installing the the less good PWA. Just so you know, 
for most users that don't understand all this stuff, they click install YouTube because YouTube TV is the other one that's doing it. Uh, YouTube TV or Twitter installs and you just start using it. it there, there's no inclination that you're doing Visual anything. difference, yeah. No. I mean, Does you it can still tell. have the little bar up yep. top? Yeah. Yep. So that's, the, that's how you know that that happened. But other than that, the uninstall abilities the the ability to pin it places and it reinstalling with all your other android apps like it's it's getting handled and so it like leads to this idea of like well what else could they do then with the play store could we could we bundle linux apps in there i mean yes why not (laughs) so the ones that are solid like we know google is working with valve to make steam a thing on chromebooks like can lao sir liu liao like lou can't con Con Liu. Con Liu. Sorry. Um, got him mixed up with somebody else. Uh, but he's he has uh, said, yeah, yeah, we're working with Valve to get Steam working well on Chromebooks via the Linux container. So once that's done and they're like, yeah, you just click this button or we know we've made a spot for you to go on the web to do it. Well, what's the difference in that than right, because installing here's the a thing. PWA? When you, when you sign into a, Chrome, a new Chromebook out-of-box experience, you get all that recommended stuff. Right. Like, here's this thing from the web store and here's this thing from here. They'll do the same thing with Valve and other Linux software. So however they end up serving that, it could literally just be integrated directly into the Play Store like everything else. Yeah. Sorry. I just did something because while you were talking, I wanted to test what I had said earlier. So I uninstalled the Twitter PWA. Went to Twitter.com. Installed. Prompt came up in the URL bar. Because what I wanted to do is install it that way. And then go to the Play Store and see if it lets me uninstall it. Because mm-hmm. my thought would be it wouldn't be connected. Instead of that happening, as soon as I clicked install up in the top, takes you to the it took me store. to the Play Store oh. to install the PWA oh, via that great. route. Oh, that's great. Really? That's a good interface. Brilliant. That's a good interface. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious. I like that. Let's see if a good TV user does. experience. Yeah. No, I already have it installed. I have to install Fantastic. Yeah, you gotta, oh, I need to uninstall it too. So YouTube TV is the other one, which is great because uh, I use, I, I'm the same way. I like using YouTube TV from the web. Which another thing with YouTube from TV, the slate, have you so noticed, uh, do you have YouTube premium? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, because it's yeah. a family thing. Yeah. Um, Robbie and I aren't we're not related, related but. <laughs> but we are through you through Google. Um, but yeah, the uh, your premium shows like RetroTech and KBHC yeah. show yeah. Okay. now shows now. up. Yep. It shows mm-hmm. up in your DVR. So I have yeah. the Play Store off, and it did not prompt me to go to the Play Store. So it, it just, just did, installed did it the as PWA. A PWA. See, and that, so that's interesting too. So that's like, good. Yeah, that's, that's what it the way should it should do. be. Yeah, if you don't have Android apps and you don't want to mess with the Play Store on your Chromebook, just get the PWA. Took away my dark mode. Don't nice. <laughs> All right. Cool. Love it. Um, so let's uh, let's switch gears here, guys, and let's talk about. Video conferencing, everybody's favorite subject. <laughs> well, uh, apparently, we, it's a lot of people's we favorite talked, subject. <laughs> uh, we, we talked a lot about uh, talked a lot about Zoom last week, and it's um, it's been one of these interesting internet discussions over the past you know month or so um, because n- none of us <laughs> none of us knew this was going to happen. None of us knew uh, that this pandemic was going to play out the way that it did except for apparently bill gates he did that one ted talk in like 2014 and basically outlined exactly what has happened um or or go watch contagion yeah those those guys those guys kind of knew what was up yeah so anywho um so so through that the zoom platform exploded i forget their percentage of growth what was it three thousand percent two thousand percent yeah four thousand so you you talk about you talk about server load and you talk about users um and trying to manage that they uh 
they weren't ready. Um, and I'm, I'm, I, I respect them for uh, coming out and saying, hey, we, we weren't ready. We messed yeah. up and we're fixing it. Uh, good on them. Um, but yeah. through that, like, you know, you, you've, you've got all these people who are at home who are trying to stay connected for work, you know, f- with friends. I mean, telehealth stuff going on now. I mean, I know there's certain platforms for that, but still certain counseling is probably happening via Zoom and, and yeah, different I mean, there's, things. There's I a mean, ton of people using this stuff. I mean, so much so that Zoom has become a like a verb. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Let's zoom. zoom. Yeah, let's zoom, let's, let's zoom yeah. real quick. So through all of this, uh, we've been talking about, you know, some alternatives that are out there. Um, and uh, I, I, I first, I, I want to talk about the, the grid layout that's coming. So is the grid layout coming to meet only or is it coming to any hangout? Just meet. Meet. Yeah. Hangouts. I mean, Cause, we, you know, we talked about that this week. Yeah. Hang, the, all of this, they took hangouts out of, it's not Google Hangouts Me or Google Hangouts Chatting. It's just Google Meet, Google Chat hangouts is on its last leg yeah. like it's it's about to be so my my i told you guys about this the other day my, my girlfriend was uh working on an article for uh, uh she, she does some side work for a marketing firm and was writing an article for uh, a client of theirs that does uh, uh kind of like represents insurance agents um and giving them information to go out and sell and do different things and so she was writing an article about online platforms that that insurance agents can use to you know connect with customers to do business with their within their agencies and everything, and so I was on the phone with her trying to explain <laughs> what has happened over the past three years with Google Messaging, and uh, I found myself getting confused. She was like, "Well, wait, what about the?" And I was like, "Oh, no, hold on." So no, the. So, so, so there was no there there was th- there was Hangouts and then there there was Duo and and Allo. Well, then Allo went away, and then it was and then they made the enterprise version, which was Meet, and 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 now they're splitting. In it was like all these yeah, different things. It's that like I, the old school. Was it SNL with the uh, like AT and T, South Central Bell, GTE? Do you remember that skit? No, I think it was it was SNL, but they just had a big like diagram up of how the phone companies have all evolved and then we all came all the way back and then it was back to AT&T yeah. right but you went through GTE yeah. and yeah. South Central Bell and all this stuff and, and it it's so confusing and at the end of the day when you boil it down like trying to explain it to her I was getting myself confused but when you boil it down you know Hangouts was has always been a consumer facing messaging platform it has messaging I am instant messaging and video built into it at and one point, your SMS. voice. At, yeah, at one point, Google Voice was even technically yeah. tied into Hangouts because it. I mean, I remember I had Hangouts on my Nexus, Nexus 5, Five, and that was how I did all my stuff. It was it was online stuff. Remember, uh, was it like different colors or something? No, was we your, just say via via yeah. text or via yeah whatever. yeah because SMS is still there for five customers, right? Dude, I that's think, a whole nother thing. Let's, I don't even know. I mean, two years ago, it was moving the direction of, oh, Hangouts is going to be the end-all, be-all yeah. for messaging for Google, and yeah. then yep. it just derailed completely. So, like, consumers that are out there who are looking for uh, video conferencing or or um, messaging can still do that through Hangouts, as of right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But Meet, you know... P- I, I honestly think part of it, and it was funny. I was I was re uh, I was proofing Kelsey's article for her, and uh, 
you know, I think part of it was just a branding thing. Like, hey, let's hop in a meet. Like, that sounds way more professional oh, yeah. than let's hang let's out. do a hangout for for this, you know, yeah. investor conference call or something. You know, and I think the, the some of the wording was when Google made the move to we're going to take hangouts and use use this platform to keep it going with the enterprise stuff and G Suite. I think they needed to leave Hangouts on there for a little bit, just so that people understood what they were doing. It yeah. wasn't they were not launching something new. It was yeah. just we're just transitioning this over to this side. It was branding. They just should have taken Hangouts off of it a long just time it ago. Me. Yeah, long time ago. Yeah, and so, um, so yeah, so so the grid layout that uh, some of you all might be familiar with in Zoom is coming to or is already available. Coming to available? later this month. Okay. Uh, and that's going to be in Meet. So anyone who is a G Suite customer, a paid Google user, um, can create a meeting. They can invite anyone. Right. So if I wanted to create a meeting and invite all my friends, I could do that, and it could be the grid layout. They don't have to even sign in to join the meeting. Nope. Um, so it's really great, but the, the originator, the creator... Um, so, so the example that I just used, I, I did set up a meeting with uh, a couple of my buddies over the weekend and uh, they were all trying to fit. I was driving and they were trying to figure out like, well, how do, how do we do this? And Joe needs to set it up. Blah, blah, blah. And they were like, they were calling me the link master. And I was like, yes, I'm the link master. And, the and then, and then as you open it up, as someone comes in, you have to admit them. Yes. And so then I was the gatekeeper as well. So, yes. um, but that yeah, the second <laughs> Ghostbusters reference this morning. Yeah, I know what's going on. <laughs> That's great. Um, so yeah, so the, the grid layout is, is what you've seen probably in zoom, yeah. the, all the users now, they are, talked about yeah. the extension. Yeah, uh, that's two, out there. There's a couple of them now. Yeah, but they're, max, they're maxing it right now at 16. I know with some of the other platforms like WebEx and Skype, and I don't I don't know about Zoom. I mean, you can do up to like oh, a ton, hundred, fifty. They're, they're keeping it because I mean, honestly, if you have a hundred people crammed into yeah. a grid on your screen, sounds, you can't see that them. Sounds anyway. awful. But 16 people, um, yeah. And sometime this month is all they said. There is an right. actual. But when when this news broke yesterday, uh, it was from. I'm going to mispronounce, and I know I am. Rooters? Routers? Routers? It's Rooters. Rooters. Correct correct me if I'm incorrect, but Rooters spoke with the VP of G Suite, general manager of Google, but then this morning I checked, and there is an official blog post about it. Yeah, Yeah, and so so that's kind of one thing that's happening on the video conferencing side of things, Uh, but then the the name change stuff, like, Ravi, I'll let you kind of talk through this. So the name change stuff is all... Uh, basically, Hangouts proper is basically going away. Yeah, and they've announced this before. Like the, this was announced months and months ago that they extended the the basically the death date for Hangouts. It's going uh, to the graveyard in June. Um, so this move of taking Hangouts, the name Hangouts, off of the G Suite stuff isn't that surprising. It just is another signal. Like, yeah, I think Google's done with with Hangouts. You know, they've kind of like or hate their decision to move to um, this they call it chat it's so stupid they you know instead of just leaving the RCS which is what it is rich communication service uh, what's taking the place of SMS like they're all in with Google uh, messages you know they're all in saying like this is the way that you'll get like this is our favorite way to do messaging you know and they've tried to kind of push RCS along and let people that are using Google's messenger the Android messages service, go ahead and hop on their servers to go ahead and enable all the RCS stuff. And that's fine. It doesn't fix anything with people using iMessage. It doesn't fix any of that stuff, but that's 
what Google said. What that means for us is we've just uh, continued using WhatsApp, honestly, um, which is what Allo was trying to replicate. But that's that's yeah that's where google has decided that they're going to do their thing and that's whatever so if you're a consumer and you need a messaging platform from google rcs chat they they dubbed it chat uh which is stupid because now you have google chat which is not rcs no so perfect great um and honestly i don't know anyone that uses google chat at this point right now um it was gonna try to be a slack competitor but now it's not i don't I don't know what they're doing with it. Um, we've we tried tr- to use we it a few it, times, yeah. and it was, there was no benefit in using it. It has rooms and bots, but it's like, yeah, but I have to be logged into that. And so on my phone, it, it was it's just weird. Um, so we just, used, we just used WhatsApp. But all that aside, the fact that they removed Hangouts from those two products, and they haven't updated Hangouts in forever, um, I would say, yeah, June that June chopping block is going to happen. Yeah. Like, it's going to go away. And... It's a shame. It, 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 the whole thing's a shame because what really should have happened, I get they put out Allo, and I read some stuff about Allo whenever they launched it with Duo, and they said, look, you know, Hangouts has basically some barnacles on it. Like, it was built on technologies that we had to adopt from uh, G-Talk, if you remember that. That was the embedded, yeah. uh, what, the original, like, yeah. you had AOL Instant Messenger, you yep. had, uh, what was Microsoft's, uh, uh, MSN Messenger, Messenger yeah. and then you had G talk and like those were old school uh, instant messaging technologies and hangouts had to bring some of it along because it took the place of that. So it couldn't just show up and be a whole new thing. Like they had to kind of keep some of those barnacles Well, it was still old and IM has moved on to some really cool new things now in, in 2020 and things like WhatsApp and Facebook messenger. And um, uh, I'm trying to think of another one off the top of my head. Allo signal. Um, yeah, Signal, uh, Telegram, those kind of things. They take advantage of all these new things and then encryption, yeah, 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 all this stuff. So they built Allo because, you know, Apple's going crazy with iMessage and then everybody else is using WhatsApp. So it's like, okay, well, what should we do then? Well, and they tried to build WhatsApp. That's basically what they did. Um, the unfortunate thing is if it had all the future-facing stuff and it was it was new and it didn't have all the ties to stupid things that they didn't want anymore, great, Put RCS chat in that. Put text messaging in that. Roll everything into Allo. Let it be your flagship thing. And then if I'm talking to you and you're using Allo, great. If, but then we'll fall back to RCS. And if we can't fall back to that, then we'll fall back to SMS. Like, And I know that's probably way more complex than I'm making it, and I get it. But Apple's done it with iMessage for years at this point. Other, other things have been done that way. You did it with Hangouts before. Why not just keep that in place and let... Let it be a thing that works in such a way that the user just, I put Allo here, I'm on Allo on the web, whatever, and the system can on the back end figure out how we're talking. And it doesn't really matter because all the way back to the Palm Pre, it had, (laughs) remember what they call it? They call it Synergy. Do they call it Synergy? Synergy. It had a messaging messaging platform that you just logged everything into and it just... It auto-figured out, like, oh, you're oh, using this one? Cool, we'll talk. It. Because ultimately, I don't give a crap how I'm talking to yep. you. If I can send you pictures and GIFs and videos, and we can use text back and forth with emojis and all that stuff, I don't care what we're yeah. using. I still don't care what we're using. I was texting using. my brother the other day, and I think I think he's on Sprint, I think. But, I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't know about this stuff. He's really smart at other things. And 
a notice that he's RCS chatting with me. He probably he has no he has no idea. I mean, you might look down and be like, "Huh, I've never noticed those ellipses <laughs> what's that mean? before." Why are there why are there little dots? Yeah, why, why are there little bubbles? But you don't know what's going on, but on my end, I'm like, "Oh, my brother's got RCS on his phone. That's so cool." <laughs> you know, and eventually down the road, and I get Google's idea around this, like eventually one day everyone'll have this and they won't know any better and <laughs> people that you know, still send videos over SMS that look like, you know, Hot potatoes. Garbage. Just don't. I uh, finally transitioned my friend group to uh, WhatsApp over the weekend. I was like, guys, I'm done. They would send these videos and they're like, <laughs> so <laughs> pixelated. <laughs> oh, good. That, that audio sounds like, great. Why did you scramble that before you send it to yeah. me? That's what it and, looks like. And people that were going to do that anyway are going to just keep sending them and all of a sudden they'll just be like, oh, it seems to work better now. I guess I got a better connection. I don't know. Like, they... The majority it's 5G. of people, five G, five G did it. <laughs> think about it; it's just going to work better eventually, uh, and hopefully that pressure eventually lets Apple or forces Apple to say, "Yeah, we'll we'll, yeah. we'll bow and put RCS into iMessage." And now you'll be an orange bubble or something. I don't know. I don't know what they'll do. They'll 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 find a way to divide everything for sure. Because they're going to make it red, dude. They'll, they'll do make something. it red. They'll guarantee it. They will they're do something that red. will not, even though it, RCS <laughs> contains all the abilities that iMessage yeah. does, they will yeah. not make it a no. blue bubble. No, it'll, um, be, it'll be a red bubble. Yeah, yeah. probably. Something well, awful. But that's where Google is, and that's where they stand with their messaging. So, and so, I still so, just wish they would have, I wish they would have done it with Allo. It would have made the transition better so so let's let's go through it real quick so you have if you're a general consumer and you're wanting to do any google messaging you download the messages app and it's it should be and on your phone for most right. users Android like messages. Yeah. there is you no, get a samsung phone they do their own text messaging app but it does rcs now yeah. too but i don't know if it actually works because what google is doing is a workaround because most carriers don't do rcs right. yet they exactly. haven't turned it on even though there's yeah. a universal thing that's been around for years they basically said oh heck with it we'll put it on our own servers and do it that way yes. yeah so you end up writing all your text through google servers and then back right. Um, right. so is it, is it encrypted it is it, yeah, on google from what i read if it's on google servers it is but it's up to the I, carriers whether if they're doing RCS, it's up to them. Okay, oh. that, that could be. The, I, I read that Google so, has the ability down the road to add RCS doing it this way, but I didn't realize yeah. that they actually. But either way, it. right now, no, it's not because it's going multiple directions. There's no guarantee that your stuff's right. encrypted. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then, so any other consumer thing, Allo. Uh, consumer hangouts, all that it, it's gonna Hang, eventually hangouts go away. Will be gone, so there's no sense in getting okay. used to using right. hangouts. As so a, then, for companies now, it's just gonna be Google Chat and Google Meet. Yes, and Google Chat is kind of their Slack competitor. Google Meet is yeah. their video conferencing thing. Yes, and Meet is awesome. Like yes. it's like oh, Google dude, under Meet is Google, so good. Google gets the video part of this because Duo is awesome, also. So Allo and Duo showed up at the same time. Duo stuck around. Duo, and Duo's Duo's great. fantastic. Now, Duo will do how many users? I think they moved it up to 12. 12. So, I mean, that's I was a great say 12 option. 12 or 14. For, I couldn't remember. Yeah. And so the thing is with Duo, like Google, again, like for some reason they get it here and some somehow don't with text messaging things. But with Duo, they quickly rolled out and responded. Like at first, it was a phone number based, which that's a FaceTime thing. Um, but FaceTime also lets you attach an account if you want to. It took them a little bit, but they got accounts attached to it too. So now 
Duo has the ability to, you can enter these calls from an account basis or from a phone number basis or both. Like you decide how much of your personal information you want to tie to that thing and allow people to find you or to be found. So it's the, it's a point now where, where Duo is this, fantastic cross-platform yeah, I was gonna say video tool I use it to talk with my mom anything. Right. yeah my mom's um, on iPhone and it works great yeah and so all your iPhone buddies are like let's FaceTime and you're like oh FaceTime only works on this subset of devices duo works on all devices yep. like yep. literally everything can make duo calls and so um, some weird stuff about what was it we couldn't do a group you can't do a group call you can't start or be in a group call on the web version of duo right but so you have to be on device my guess is with everything that's going on with uh, yeah, video chatting and stuff right now they're that probably out. working on that because that could hard. so so what I was kind of getting at so you have like your your consumer messaging is just messages your your consumer video would be duo and especially from Google, if they from Google's yeah duo, and if yeah. they keep building this out like maybe duo becomes kind of zoom ish you know with some some group stuff and then enterprise businesses anybody who has a G suite can do you know Google chat or Google meet, meet. Yep. so you know, at least a little is, more streamlined is, once it gets to that point. But is what it is. Uh, I I said in my text to my girlfriend, I said, "Yeah, they Googled it," and she was like, "What?" And I'm like, "Google they, it they, up. They they messed it up." Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, for me personally, what I think is they should have had an, an instant messenger that handles video as well. One service, and whether it was Hangouts rebranded to something else, one service. And add extra stuff or extra abilities in it for your G Suite customers and not, but one service because they could have done it. The Hangouts did basically do that. And again, I get that maybe there was some old school stuff in there. They needed a new code base to start and move forward with. Fine. Then make that Duo. Duo is a cool name. Yeah. Google Duo. It's, it, it rolls does off the tongue. It. It's great. Does it does everything. everything. Yeah. Put put your messaging, RCS, yeah. text right. messaging, all it. This is how I message people, whether I'm typing or talking or looking at them. Like, I'm going to do all this stuff. Right, because as thing. much as it pains me to say it, because the majority of us have sold our soul to Facebook, Facebook Messenger, and now they've released a desktop app, too. It does all of those things. Yep. My wife does not have a Facebook, but she is in a Facebook group with some people that she used to work with, and it is connected to her phone number. Exactly. You can install the app and connect it to your phone number. You don't have to have a Facebook account. They have a desktop app for Windows and Linux, or Mac now where you can do group calls and all that stuff. And their, their web interface is really And yet good. they still have their WhatsApp, right? Facebook yeah. Web. yeah. yeah. Yes. So, I'm means, not sure. I still don't know why they bought WhatsApp. I, yeah, think, I, eventually, I think eventually their move was that your Facebook Messenger, Instagram messages, and And the infrastructure that they pulled from WhatsApp. Like, they'll use the infrastructure from WhatsApp to make this one message thing. Well, they need to stop because I hate getting Instagram messages on Facebook. That's annoying. annoying. That's another conversation. But, yeah, that's super annoying (laughs) Sorry, and and slightly confusing. It is. It is, especially for businesses. Well, it's kind of nice for businesses because you can reply to everyone from one place, but it is confusing, and I personally am not... We try to answer as many questions as we can, but we get thousands of questions. You know, it, it's uh, it's hard to figure. I know it like up top, it has like a breakdown, but I'm not in there enough to even know the interface. So it's just weird. Yeah. It's weird. So anywho, I mean, messaging has, um, I've said anywho like five times anywho. in this conversation. It's like Robbie, whenever he was in his uh, again <laughs> phase of videos, again, or no, was it so no. or again? There was it's something. so a lot. There was some. There was some transition. Yeah, there word was another transition using. word. It wasn't again. It was. It might, I don't remember. No, it wasn't anyway either. 
I basically really, you're really finally really really yeah I, I don't know really, it's really, funny I, I don't know poking fun at me on that anywho really really good yeah. really really solid really really, really, yeah. really, really <laughs> anywho really, really, like I said anywho really really uh, messaging is just uh, it's a weird thing for Google they just I. I don't know. I, my my girlfriend was asking me why they were split, like because I was explaining to her that Hangouts kind of did some of this, and as of right now, still does some video and messaging. She was what? like, "So then, why are they split now?" And I'm like, "Who knows?" The yeah, only but... answer I could give her was that it likely has to do with some infrastructure things and code bases, and they to integrate those two would be. Uh, user experience nightmare, maybe. Here's, I don't here, know. I will tell you I what happened. Know. I don't know. Here's what happened. And whether this ever gets substantiated or not, don't care. This I guarantee is Somebody from Mountain View is listening. Please let us know. With you can send Allo, us an anonymous tip. With Allo and Duo, Google was clearly chasing. So Allo was chasing WhatsApp. Um, they were freaked out because iMessage at that point in time had completely obliterated everything. So In the United States. Yeah, in the U.S. <laughs> everywhere else, no yeah. one cares about iMessage, yeah. by the way. Yeah. So all of you iPhone users that think iMessage is the greatest thing since sliced bread, literally the rest of the world thinks that we are Crazy. absolutely nuts that we allow that app to rule our messaging. But it is what it is in the United States. Google was like, okay, we lost that. <laughs> we, we completely lost that part. So what's the other one that we can compete in? WhatsApp. So let's make a WhatsApp clone. Well, WhatsApp WhatsApp now does video. Yes. Um, I mean, you can do video calls in WhatsApp. You can do group video calls in WhatsApp. <laughs> That's worth. But at the time, I don't think they did. And so Google was like, we'll make a WhatsApp clone. And then what's the biggest used video chat app? It's FaceTime. So let's go make a FaceTime clone. And at first, that's exactly what Duo was. Yep. Duo was 100% a FaceTime clone. It was all about your phone number. It was You don't need a Google account for any of this. And Allo was the same way. Don't have to have a... Uh, you couldn't even attach your, your Google account at first to either phone one number, of them. Yeah. It was only based on your phone number. I hated that from the beginning. As a Google user, I'm like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. And while that works for other platforms that had already garnered a user base, as a new platform trying to show up and do something... What you did was alienate all of your Google users because they're like, I don't really want to just put my phone number in here. And it was weird because you, log in with my you got into account. chats. You didn't know who anyone was because it wasn't you, may, not, their, you may have yeah. had their Gmail account as a contact. You didn't have their phone number. And I remember getting into chats with people that I know pretty well, but I've never had to give them my phone number. And I'm like, I don't necessarily want to give my phone number to all these people but we couldn't create an allo conversation without doing so it was so stupid it was so dumb but because they had made that choice to separate those two it feels like when they moved hangouts over to to the enterprise side it's like well we want to mirror that so consumer it's allo and duo and over here it's hangouts meet and hangouts chat so that's that's clear right no that was dumb it was so dumb and it took them too long to get Google accounts added to Duo. It took them even longer to do it with Allo. And by the and time they were died. starting to do it, yeah, it just died because no everybody's like, it. "Why? Why? What? What point? It's when you're not tying it to a Google account, what point is there for me to move from WhatsApp? Yeah. What, yeah. What's it going to do? What, oh, it doesn't have that feature that WhatsApp does. Oh, and it doesn't have that one. And it's basically <laughs> yeah. a clone that doesn't have all the same features. Yeah, that doesn't work. And now you've you've alienated your entire user base because if if you would have said, "Hey, Google users, you don't have to do any of that stuff. You can just sign in with your Google account and you're just up and running." Oh, wait, no, you can't do that either. It's dumb, so dumb. 
Like it, they completely Googled that whole thing up. Googled but it. But because they split those two, I'm telling you, that's, that's why, why they, they split, split them the for Enterprise. Because it's yeah. like, hey, this is how we're going to do this. Because Hangouts Me is based on a completely different thing than Hangouts Video Chat was at the time. Sure. Um, WebRTC has now taken over. Justin Uberti, uh, who is the guy that basically built WebRTC, led the duo charge for a long time. He is now on Stadia. Um, because they use WebRTC components to stream Stadia down and stuff like that. So he's doing stuff with Stadia now. But, I mean, he was he was in charge of that. And because of what he's made, all of these competitors, like Skype, Zoom, um, I have no idea what FaceTime does, but um, Hangouts, uh, regular Hangouts and Hangouts, uh, or I'm sorry, and Google Meet, uh, all use WebRTC along with Cisco and almost any web-driven video chat thing yeah. uses web rtc it yeah. was an open source project but he's the one that built it he worked right with google so duo took that technology and used it in meet immediately and so that's probably part of the reason too because yeah. they, they were using it, a the, different way yeah. to go about doing so these that video. makes sense i didn't realize that's what it was but that makes sense and that's kind of what i was telling her is like yeah i'm sure there's just there's probably some backbone code base infrastructure stuff that that yeah, those things sound good, the but also dumb. The transition, dumb yeah, this. like the transition for them to spin up meat, you know, it was it was probably quicker and easier for them just to be like, "Ooh, let's take all this duo stuff and pff, there goes there goes yeah. meat instead of taking the time to build one platform." Yeah. Um so and then the consumer side is just all jacked up, so but had they not know. done all of that in the in yeah. the beginning, yeah. just launch a new messaging platform that does everything or just let Hangouts keep going. And just or build it all it. into if Hangouts. The, if, if Hangouts was call the it Duo, uh, Google Duo. It could have it could have been the could have been the such app, a, man. Such a mess now. I would I would really <laughs> love man that that would be a really fun podcast. If there's someone on the the Google team, or if someone listening to this knows someone on the Google team that would want to hop on a on a on a call uh, to talk about this, I would love to have this conversation with someone and, and just honestly just see why like why why did this go down this way. Cause I'm sure there's valid reasons, just like anything else. You know, people are making the best decisions that they can in the moment with the tools that they have available and the resources. And yeah, I'm sure there's valid reasons for it. I would just love to hear, like, yeah, why. And it's, you know, like, we playfully say that whole like they Googled it up, but I, it feels like in a lot of scenarios, Google came from a group of engineers that build things and, and push boundaries from technology standpoint. Software company, <laughs> but it. Yes, not necessarily a services company. Right. First and right. foremost, definitely not a hardware company. And so they are great at building stuff. You're like, man, I didn't even the realize tech, that could happen. The tech is there. And then they're ready yeah. to move on to something else. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, That's cool. so true. Built yeah. it here. Let's move on. It, it, we've I've known some. Let's spin some up these really, t- 10 different you know, side projects. Ooh, what and, about this one? Yeah. Let, let's try this. And, we, you know, so, we've had some developers that have worked in the co working space and. They're very much like that. Engineer mindset. They don't care about what things look like because I had some of them toss projects to me and be like, hey, can you provide them the markup and some, uh, I'll give you markup. Can you CSS this? Can you make this look good? Exactly. Because it's it's a hot mess. (laughs) The code's there. I don't do that and I don't like to do that. Like I kind of know how to write the CSS and that's fine, but I just, I don't play in that. I just want to make sure it functionally works. That's what Google always has felt like for a long time. And because of that, I think you just have all these moving pieces that aren't always, you know, we think, oh, well, they got a lot of money and they're a big corporation. That probably makes it even more difficult to execute on on 
firm plans and, and it's and a it's clear why, vision of of service right and it's why know? apple has owned so many of these product verticals for so long because they are integrated across the board from a hardware and software perspective and steve jobs was you know crazy about this stuff i mean you watch any documentaries about him it wasn't like he was just sitting back going well the guy's good job way to go like he had very clear vision very clear goals and if you got in the way of that like you weren't going to be his buddy and so I don't think Google had that for a very long time. It was just groups and pods of people doing yeah. stuff and was, thinking it, about it things. It was engineers and, yeah. and experimentations and, like, and innovation and, and building and open just to build. And, and yeah, yeah. And that, yeah. that's great. I love all that stuff. But when it comes down to this stuff, I do wish that somebody would have just taken the helm and said, no, when, I don't care what new idea you have. This is how we're going to execute this. And we're going to keep churning away at this until we get it right we have a clear one thing yeah because it's we a have vision. a clear roadmap of what right. this is and what it's going to be and we're looking in the future rather than just building something amazing right now and don't listen to us and think that like you know we're, we're dogging the people that do this this work at google because i mean obviously there there are engineers and people building things and there are people there that are obviously working on the services side that are trying really hard to do this this roadmap that we're talking about but big picture when you talk about yeah. Everything for the last what? How long has Hangouts been around? I mean, GTalk was around ten years ago. Oh yeah, twelve yeah. years ago maybe. Yeah, probably twelve. So close to fifteen. So I remember you, talking to Chris Lambert on it. So oh, yeah. It was, so I mean, when you talk about that as yeah. a whole, and and Google has evolved. Google has changed dramatically yeah. in the last five years. Even when you talk mm-hmm. about, you mentioned hardware. You know, when you talk about a company that. Again, are, are these engineers doing this thing and, and now they've managed to build these two devices that are sitting right here in front of us, the, the Pixelbook Go? That's astounding. Like, yeah. these are incredible pieces of hardware and they have been, I feel like they've been marketed well. They're getting into people's hands and they like them. They're priced well. So, so they've done they've done it well. Like they've figured out certain parts, right? But messaging, man, is just not one of those parts they figured out. Yeah. They they just have not figured it out. And we've hit on this throughout this whole conversation here. Like it felt like they spent way too much time chasing. They mm-hmm. weren't setting. And Hangouts to me, when it first came out, felt like it set some bars. Sure, like it did some stuff that nobody else was doing. And, and I rem- I remember instead like, of it continuing to evolve or move forward or thinking. Again, it's that it's vision. You know, it's it's having that someone up top going, "This is where we got to head. Let's start get, figuring out how to get there." You know, iMessage has a lot to do with why this is such a mess, why this is so complicated. Mm. Because iMessage comes in and, and thwarts a lot of stuff. Because now you have a messaging platform that a lot of people use that is tied to a handful of hardware that is not made by the people that are trying to figure out messaging. <laughs> so. Um, you know, and I don't want to sit and blame Apple for doing something. No, that was, no, 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 no. Let's go ahead and blame Apple. <laughs> but the mess of it is like if if Google existed and was primarily a I don't know Canadian company or primarily a uh, European country or what or country a uh, company. Uh, I don't think that they would struggle so much with messaging, yeah. and I don't want to let them off the hook and say it's all Apple's fault. But the, well, what has happened with iMessage was not on accident, uh, and and Google or Apple leveraged everything they could to get it into this position where people now don't want to live without it, and because of that, App or Google has tried to mimic and take this and try that, 
and none of those things are going to work in a, in a uh, climate like we have where the majority of people who buy a new phone buy an iPhone in our country. So you got to come at it from a different angle. Yeah. And I feel like that's the benefit of what they've done with saying, you know what, we're putting all our money in RCS chat. And cause that could be a long play that plays out Absolutely. well five years from now. It's just right now it, it doesn't do much to alleviate the mess that they've created that's so while true. they were chasing Apple that's around so true. Yeah. trying to be a little Apple, uh, yeah. you know, you, don't do that. Like because you don't have their hardware and you can't, like the biggest thing that they could do is somehow figure out how to get Google make rebrand it and from Android messages to Google messages, like just call it messages or whatever. I think it is. is what, did, did they get rid of Android on I it? Think it's just messages. It's just messages. I think it's just messages. So now take that product and figure out how to get that in Apple's store. Yeah. So that that would be a game changer. But then I don't think Apple allows for any other could messaging. Be wrong. Yeah, I don't know that. Or you like. Can put, uh, well, can I mean, you replace text messaging on Apple anymore? No, that's what I was. Yeah, I don't think you can. I don't think you can. So I don't know pointless. what if what if you if because can't you tie your phone number to? Well, yeah, I guess if you tie your phone number to Facebook messages, that's just so that you can. Why, it's why just is so people that? can find you? Yeah, it's just so that people can find you. You're not you're not sending tech text messages mm-hmm. necessarily. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. I don't yeah. know how a lot of stuff could work, but if they could get, there's just nothing they're going to be able to do to go in and take the user base from iMessage away. Like, yeah, I don't know that like Apple has that stranglehold on, on that thing. And so the, the best case scenario for Google with regard to messaging right now on a consumer basis is they continue investing, make Android mess or make Google messages the best it can possibly be around this RCS protocol and hope beyond hope that eventually Apple allows yeah. RCS into like it's forced. Cause if, the rest of the world is using RCS messaging eventually. Apple will have to allow it in. They Maybe. Could, like, I mean, it, they would have, because then they become yeah. the proverbial yeah. green green yeah. bubble, you know. Yeah. And, and again, they could color it a different color. Know that they're, they're, These people are an iMessage, but if they're not iMessage and I can still send them videos and still send them this and get read receipts and all that, like if I can do most of the stuff, okay, yeah. you know, it's good enough. Yeah. So. That's the only conceivable way I can see them getting out of <laughs> the mess that they're in with messaging and, and actually be kind of a player in this whole thing. Because if not, it's just going to be it, like, cool, it, I use iMessage or I use WhatsApp. And, and maybe and maybe someone on the messaging team at Google is is would be listening to this. And maybe they are listening to this and they're saying, yeah, of course, dummies. Like, of course, that's what we're doing. I don't know. Yeah. We have I no hope, idea. I hope that's I really hope the so. plan. And yeah, I hope I really, they really figure hope out a way so. to let to, for Apple just to, again, you don't have to make iMessage and RCS the same thing. I'm, no. no one's saying that. You could still, there could still be perks and benefits to iPhone users If you have an chatting. iPhone and you're chatting with we someone else with the, an iPhone. We can do this on iMessage and you can't do you that can with send those Android your, You can losers. send your face emoji bullcrap. Whatever. Like whatever the, whatever <laughs> what do they the call thing. that? Animojis. Animoji. So you can, you can do all that stuff if you, like whatever, but the core parts of messaging, yeah. text, yeah. video, um, and, and photos and, read and high quality cool. read receipts. Yeah. yeah. Um, and being able to see like, and when someone's typing those, those simple things that have become a part of every other messenger that's now part of RCS. That's part of a universal texting thing. Cause it, that, that's another sidebar. Eventually if, if all carriers adopt RCS, SMS and MMS, just like we were talking about 2G and 3G go, go away. away yeah. At that point, Apple has no choice but to relent and allow RCS because what are you going to tell your iPhone users? They can't text anyone except iPhone users. 
I know a lot of people use iPhones, but that's that would not be an acceptable that's thing. That's true. So at some point, they're going to have to relent on this. Um, I just hope it's sooner rather than later, for Google's sake, really. Um, and for all our sakes, it would just make messaging so much easier. Can you imagine a, a future where you didn't mess with instant messengers? Like, remember back in the day when texting was the only way that we sent text-type messages to one another other than email, and everybody... It didn't matter what phone you bought; you just texted people. I'm just tired it would of go back to that. It I'm just tired of that. all the different apps. Yeah, honestly, I, I, well, it's I talk to them on this. And yeah, I talk to them on I, this yeah, because like some friends, there's a couple friends that I have that I talk to them on Instagram. I don't know why. That's just what we've done. That's what some people reason. message me on Facebook. It happens. I, I send them my phone number and say, please. I, I just I don't like because I don't like checking Facebook. I don't like. I was just telling oh, yeah, Bobby people yesterday. Message me on there. I like, haven't had the Facebook app on my phone in over a year. I put it on a few weeks ago for for uh, personal reasons and yeah, I don't I, like it. I use it for marketplace because I like wheeling and dealing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Some stuff. All right, all right. I think Man. I think we've talked enough about messaging. Um, yeah. We're not going to get to any questions today because we've talked long enough. So if you have questions, uh, still send them to us. We will get to them next week. Uh, use the hashtag the Chromecast on Twitter, and uh, if uh, if you have a good question, uh, we will try to get to it on the air. Uh, also, if you're interested in playing PUBG with the Chrome Unboxed crew, hit us up on. Uh, on uh, Twitter as well. Just use that that same hashtag, hashtag the Chromecast. But thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. Hope everyone is staying safe and healthy. And uh, until next week, we'll see you. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. You can find show notes over at chromeunbox.com forward slash podcast. And if you want to stay up to date with everything that's happening in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, make sure to check out our website, chromeunboxed.com, and follow us on social media by searching for at Chrome Unboxed. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.